You're listening to Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract, the official podcast of the Journal of Addiction Medicine. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract is produced for your enjoyment and is focused on the latest journal-published research and science in the field of addiction medicine. Remember to add us to your favorites in iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at ASAMorg and Facebook. Now, let's go beyond the abstract. Welcome to Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract. I'm your host, Dr. Sean McNeil, and today we're joined by Dr. Tricia Wright, who is a professor of clinical medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Wright. We're pleased to have you, and perhaps we should start, as we usually do, with an overview of your background in the treatment of addictions. Yes, I'm a board-certified OBGYN. I got into addiction medicine about... 15 years ago when I started at the University of Hawaii, I was looking for a field of interest and had always been interested in addiction medicine or in addiction in general because of family history and other sorts of things. When I moved to Hawaii, I found there was a huge problem with methamphetamine and no real uh, place to send women who had methamphetamine use disorders in pregnancy. And I trained at the University of New Mexico and we had the Milagro clinic there. So in residency, I was very familiar with the harm reduction approach and the uh, integrated clinic model of Milagro. So I decided to start a clinic like that at the University of Hawaii. So that clinic opened in 2007. I got funding from the state legislature Uh, I got buprenorphine certified in 2009, and I got my addiction medicine boards from ABAM in 2010. And I believe, you know, the intersection of uh, women's health care throughout the lifespan and addiction has uh, really been my passion since that time. Thank you for that introduction. uh, and I, f- I feel like your commentary spoke volumes about the struggles in this area of providing reproductive care to these women. I know that the article you were referencing um, was a study out of North Carolina, and maybe you could make uh, a comment more generally about women's reproductive health and what you've seen in the course of treating addiction in these patients. So what I've seen is that women either are Women are either treated in the addiction medicine realm or in the OBGYN realm, and the two sides rarely talk to each other. The addiction medicine people, you know, in the methadone clinics would not, despite the fact that they were probably the only place women were receiving any sort of medical care, would not talk to women about reproductive health. And, you know, it's very common for women who are in early recovery, who start on opioid replacement therapy, who have not been having regular periods because of their addictions and the opioids, all of a sudden become fertile and get pregnant. And so really pointing this out to our addiction medicine colleagues that, you know, being able to ask a good history of women and you know, counsel them, you know, we're, addiction medicine people are really good at 
motivational interviewing. So being able to um, use those skills to talk to women about family planning and, you know, what their wants and desires are. And then, then I think from the OB side, I think there's this belief that, you know, you know, sometimes in the, in the you know, kind of our own biases get the, the, the idea that women with addictions, you know, don't deserve to be pregnant or don't, you know, that's a, a bad way to put it, but just that, you know, they're, they're coerced and the other way, you know, like, oh, we really need to uh, make sure that they don't get pregnant. You know, there's this woman going around paying women to get sterilized if they have women and men if they have an addiction problem. So I think the conversation needs to go from both sides to, you know, kind of ensure reproductive justice for women. All right. And and you mentioned how SAMHSA has mandated that certain services need to be provided uh, in programs like opioid treatment programs. So do these regulations need more teeth? And really, what do you feel... What do you feel it needs to be changed in the future to ensure that programs will realistically start to provide these services? I think the, the programs need to be able to pair with public health departments or with OBGYN departments or family medicine departments that are able to provide these services if the addiction medicine people aren't familiar with the services. I think addiction medicine especially if you get family medicine providers, I think they should be pretty comfortable in providing contraceptive health care. So, you know, I think it's just a matter of providing more training and more resources to the, to the clinics and more education to the, the clinic providers. Okay. And you do make a great point in your piece about how reproductive health care is a component of relapse prevention for these women. And I'm wondering if you can comment a bit more on this. Do we typically see favorable outcomes in addiction treatment for the women who get this type of specialized reproductive care? I think definitely. I mean, I've seen it go both ways. I've seen women who have unfortunately gotten pregnant again very quickly after giving birth and increased stress and has has led to relapse. And I've seen women who have had sustained recovery, you know, and been able to really focus on parenting because of the availability of long-acting reversible contraception. So I, I've definitely seen it on both sides, and I think it's important to look at all of that. All right. And, you know, I would like to touch on the clinical application of these concepts. So how do you feel that this discussion would or or should change the average provider's practice? Well, I think one of the things they can do is just ask the one key question, are you planning on being pregnant in the next year? And if the answer is no, then, you know, either being able to provide adequate contraception or to refer to uh, someone that can, ideally at the same site, and if the answer is yes, you know, really talking to them about preconception care, harm reduction, folic acid, all of that. So I think it's, it's not a hard question to ask. Well, thank you for being on the podcast 
And thank you for your commentary, which may be read in the journal, in print, or online at our journal website. Uh, I've really enjoyed our discussion, and thank you so much for being here. This ends today's podcast. Thank you for listening to Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract. All of today's show links can be found in the show notes. Remember, you can preview additional abstracts at journalofaddictionmedicine.com. This program was produced by the American Society of Addiction Medicine.